0: Welcome to the show, everyone. Decoding success. You're rocking with your host, Matt Labrie. We are bringing to you another roundtable episode. We got some fun in store for you. So I'm going to introduce the gentlemen that are back again. My boy Phil Massia in the house. Drew Meditz in the house. We're actually in his house right now. <laughs> My boy Ao Anarisa back again. So fellas, I kind of brought out the cup. If you're watching on video, you know what's going down right now. We got a whole bunch of topics. We don't even know what's going on. I was going right to say we no know, one no one really knows what's going down. No so idea. I was telling the guys that just randomly throughout the past 2 weeks, I've been compiling questions that I have that I would love answered for myself, from them to hear their opinions. I have random quotes that are in here that I personally love or just things that I saw online. And I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I'm sitting there on my phone. I had a post-it note right next to me and I just literally wrote it down. Like that's literally what I was doing the whole time. So I put no thought to this outside of actually thinking it was dope to talk about. I didn't sit there and think about my response whatsoever. But uh, I wanna know who's the brave fucking soul Dive in here and pull out the first potential. I think it should be the man of the house. Man of the house. Man of the house. Man of the house. I gotta give
1: you that respect. Go for it. All right. Let's see what we're getting into here. I'm gonna be high. All right. We have. What do you think is the meaning of life? Wow. Damn. That's pretty deep. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, That's a way to start. Okay. Wow. Uh, the deepest question. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Okay. Damn. Um, uh we, uh, we uh, anybody who's uh, who's also watching on video, we have my uh my French bulldog is locked up in the other room because he would have been quite the um distraction throughout this entire podcast here. So we just heard him moaning a little bit. He appears to be very excited uh, to learn what the meaning of life is as well, from a dog perspective I guess. Um all right, so let's uh let's get into this. So for me personally, right, this is a deep question here, um the There he is again. The human, uh, I think the human experience um, is is really something that's unique and something that I 100% don't take for granted every day that I'm here. Mm. Um, Every day I wake up, every day that um, literally, you know, even when I go to bed, um, it's something that I've learned to appreciate more and more even as I've gotten older. So the meaning of life to me is just, um, if I could even break it down, would just be, like breath, right? Like just being thankful for, for being present, for um, being here, for enjoying company, for, for being around you guys, right? For enjoying this wine, right? It's, it's more or less just a, a breakdown of human experiences that I'm just truly blessed to, to share and, and be a part of. Um, and that's probably what I would say um, I know that's, this, is, uh, this is, again, a, a crazy question to kind of start things off here. But, that was deep. <laughs> Absolutely. But I, that's how I would kind of break it down, man. It's literally just about um, the human experience and being able to enjoy it and every moment of it, the good, the bad, the suffering. Even, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you, even with the suffering, you learn to appreciate the good times even more. Uh, the whole experience to me is, is what makes this whole thing worthwhile.
0: I love, I, I've never thought of the answer to that question. Like I, I've I've obviously wrote the question down, yeah. but I never actually sat there to think about it. So for me to even fathom a response, I, I I would I align with what you said tremendously. Like just now, now is the meaning of life, you know, because tomorrow's not promised and yesterday no longer yeah. exists, right? Yeah. So like, the, and th- I always say, and it's so funny. Just like in general, time doesn't exist, right? Like for us to. For us to think about the past or the future we have to shine our light from the because the only light that exists is in the present moment so for us to have any thought of the future or the past like you're taking your light from the present moment and shining it on either of the two right and i think that's exactly what life is it's just right here right now doing what we're doing because what else is there yeah it's, it's it's appreciation
1: for me right that's kind of how i would even break it down it's just being appreciative of being here. Like, what is the meaning? Like, for me, it's just being appreciative of, of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I would kind of break it down. Like, not even getting into the religious aspect of it, which I think most people would probably go to, which I know, like, you guys are a little more religious. A couple of you here are a little more religious than I am. But I think there's also the religious aspect to it. Um, but it's really more appreciation for me than, than anything.
2: Right. I would say, on top of what you guys said, which is spot on, like, human experience present moment we don't have time to think about yesterday we don't have time to even fathom about tomorrow because we don't know if tomorrow is happening yeah but i would say in in the the times of that present moment what are we learning from it like you we've heard this quote before the meaning of life is to discover like what it is you're here for and then to give it away so Mm -hmm. what is it that you can learn from this moment or the compilation of your moments and then, how can you live that continuously, but also give it away? Like once you discover what it is that makes you tick, uh, that makes you know everyone around you like just be a better person. How can you then give that so the ripple effect happens? Mm. But I think what you said is spot on, Andrew. Like human experiences. Like I'm here right now. I'm drinking with my boys, I'm having quality H2O. Well. I'm, <laughs> I'm having quality wine. You know, I'm with. Amazing, amazing individuals connect on so many levels, right? We've been having this conversation right now, so I could be thinking about what I don't have, but instead it's like, oh my God, I'm here right now, and even if this moment wasn't that great, it's like that—that's life, and at least I'm conscious of it. And then I can, if I want to make it better, I could, or if I want to change, I could. And I, but I really do think it comes back to. When I discover it, I need to pass that on. Mm. We're all passing it on to each other right now. Mm. What you're saying is hitting me in one way, right. hitting you. So um, I, that's the only thing I can add on top of what you said. Yeah. Gratitude, appreciation, and extending that gift.
3: I think being present is so huge, and and I think that's what everyone's trying to achieve in one, one form or another. Yeah. Um, you know, People talk about they have uh, either anxiety or depression or whatever they may be going through. Everyone's just trying to get into the present moment and tap into it as best they can. So I think that is the goal of what everyone's trying to achieve is to, whether you're listening to this right now or us hanging out in this room together, is just be fully here. Uh, um, Phil said this before a number of times, be where your feet are. Um, And there's, there's a lot of truth to that. So in addition to being present, I think also, if you're the type of person that wonders what is the meaning of life, you're a deeper. You're deeper than most, and probably ninety-eight percent of the population to begin with. So, because you have you even question that in your mind, um, you're probably on a different path than most. So, I think when you recognize that you have a higher purpose and you are the person that does the deep work, you have to figure out. Okay, I'm one of the few that's going to make the difference. Whereas other people are not going to put in the time or the work. So, I think it's the responsibility responsibility of uh, people like ourselves and people listening to say, all right, what can I consciously do to make the world a better place? What can, what can I actively do? How can I be proactive? And I think you know, we tend to think of things on a macro level as far as like, all right, I can go to a third world country and participate there and that's all well and good. That's amazing stuff. But really, you change the world in the conversations you have with people on a daily basis. You change the world in just smiling at somebody, saying hello. You don't know who's walking down the street that's going through a really tough time. and just saying, hey, how are you doing? How's your day? And just kind of like, just be like, oh, I guess everyone's not all, all so bad. Maybe I'm looking at the, being a little harsh on myself. Mm-hmm. Just doing little acts of kindness mm-hmm. goes such a long way. So I guess that's a long-winded way of me saying, I think the meaning of life really is to be and this is something that um, I I say in my prayers in the morning at night but it's to be a soldier in an army for good and I think if we all remember to be soldiers in the army for good even though a lot of people may not have taken a side or a lot of people just don't know where they stand when you act a certain way and you, you make change in people's lives they don't forget it and they're like Oh, wow. You know what? Maybe I should be a little nicer. Maybe I should start saying hello to people. And that's how you impact people one by one. So instead of going macro, I think go micro and just work on the individuals that you speak
0: with on a daily basis. And that's how you'll change the world. I honestly wasn't expecting that question. I, I, I don't even remember putting that question in. There. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know
1: how you said like over the past two weeks, you've been slowly writing these down on post- I'm is. trying to think like where you were at at that exact moment where you were like, Hmm, what is the meaning of the <laughs> I swear I like, did not... who are you watching? Who were you talking to? Yo, like, how did that pop into your head? What are we just, were you just Or, like, were
0: you just laying back, like, looking at the stars? <laughs> no, I wasn't. And I, I swear I was sober, too. Uh, I, I really was. I did not write any of those drunk, but I, I really don't even know how that came up.
1: I mean, that's a question of all of humanity
0: and all of history, right? Yeah, I think... I mean... It's beautiful to hear the opinions yeah. and the different perspectives, right? Because obviously we're all so different. At the same time, we're all so connected and the same. But like, just to think about how that one question can be answered different It's the same way everyone that hops on the show answers how they define success, right? It's all different and unique and their own perspectives. you know. I was just going to ask that, actually, because I know you always ask that
1: question, how do you define success? But have you ever asked anybody, what, is, what, do, you, what do you define
0: as the meaning of life? It I have first time. I haven't. No, no, no. That question has never been asked on the show. <laughs> <laughs> <Question>. Until now. <laughs> until, <laughs> until, until now.
1: 178 wow. episodes, and you threw the hardest question at me. Listen, You're the one that reached for it. <laughs>
0: yeah, you true. True. yeah. Have you yeah that could have, it could have been Phil. It could have been Phil. It could have been Phil. No, let's let's keep that going because that was a great. You want to go to next? I was Phil?
2: gonna. I was gonna elaborate on something. With oh, that. go ahead. Go so, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just thinking as you guys were talking too, like. What are first off? I think we we back up and we say, what are the chances of us even having a life, right? Mm. Like, what's the chances that you swam to the top, right? You know, and you made it there. Like, what's really what's the chances of that? So if we're given this gift, because that's what it is, it's a it's a gift. Then um, we'd be really foolish and uh, selfish to not enjoy it to its fullest potential, Mm. and. And then also too, if you're given this gift, and let's say the 399 million other or trillion other brothers and sisters that that might have had that shot didn't get it, well then I feel compelled that I have to, you know, live it out in my highest calling. So maybe maybe the meaning of life, in an extension of what we said before, was appreciating really how truly blessed we are for this gift and living it out in the highest calling mm-hmm. possible, yeah. because uh, you had a chance that a lot of other people didn't.
0: So it's interesting you say that because I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself, I mean, listen, I'm guilty of it. Like I don't live every day like it could be my last, you know, and if someone actually does do that, like I give them a lot of credit because there are some days personally where I'm just like down and out for the count. And I'm just like, fuck it, you know, on the couch, Mm -hmm. movies, cod, you know, whatever, not reading, not being productive or not doing the things that really light me the fuck up. Right. Forget about productivity. But, like, doing things that really light me the fuck up. There are definitely days where I don't do that. And just having this conversation, it makes you realize, like, holy fuck, like, life is actually a gift. Because you don't know what's on the other side. And not knowing what's on the other side makes you want to appreciate what you do have. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, just, just thinking about that alone, I'm like, holy fuck. And to think that there's people out there that don't maximize their relationships... Don't want to heal from whatever they've been through. Don't want to pursue, you know, maybe something new because they're scared it's too late. Like, go back to school or start a business or whatever the case is. To think that that's actually a thing and talking about what is life and understanding that it's a gift. Like, that alone really just amps me up, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, There's a a lot that you touched on there.
1: Um, And I think... I, again, you can hear my uh, bulldog there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you're, you're very professional uh, at, at uh, staying away from the distraction. for me. It's like it's the only thing I hear is. crying. <laughs> it's like the inner father in me. Um, but uh, I think it, that right there is like what you're talking about specifically. You can also like even appreciate those moments. and I think we're, we're all guilty sometimes of like if you don't have a productive day, right? You're, you're all of a sudden like, oh my God, like I, you know, I wasn't productive. Like you said, like I wasn't amped up. I wasn't excited about the day. I should be living every day as if it's my last, like mm-hmm. that, that that's fine. But like you also, even those days that were like, if you st- sit around all day on the couch, like some sometimes those days are needed. And like, even that I'm appreciative for. And like, right. I, I don't think like anybody should even walk around with guilt just because they have one of those days. Cause if you're on all the time, you're allowed to have a day off. Like, especially if you're a parent, if you have a family, like, you know, mom and dads, and I, I know none of us here have kids, right? So it's we have like a single perspective of things. Like, But you, you should be allowed to have a day off and not feel guilty about that. Agree. Okay. You know? Right. And if you live every day like it's your last, you're probably not going to read a book
3: or go on your Zoom calls or do all the other things necessary that you need to push the ball forward and, you know, slowly get to, you know, certain levels in your business and your personal life. So I feel you on that, but not every day has to be,
1: you know – Like noteworthy in in that sense or or productive man like sometimes you just like need to dance or like have fun (laughs) or laugh you know what I mean like there's no like we, we, we sometimes get if you're a high achiever you get caught up in right like trying to be as productive as possible and you know, um, I want to be here. You have goals, you have a vision board, you're excited about getting there. You look back and you're like, oh man, I really should have like done more, more productive that day. But like, you need those days. Yeah. You you need to, you have to laugh. You that, That's what the human experience is. As much as it's like, yes, every day you need to wake up, clean your room, make sure, you know, you're in order, be productive. Like you should also be able to enjoy, um, you know, be artistic in some aspect and, I think that's, that's sometimes what's missing in my life personally sometimes, which I've learned to, um, not like learn to appreciate a little more now than ever in terms of like my human experience and like being able to appreciate those times and make time to have fun. Mm-hmm. Like I will, schedule. like, it's crazy to say like sometimes I will schedule fun and then sometimes it'll just like happen, you know, <laughs> right, but, like, yeah, yeah. It, like you shouldn't have to schedule fun. Like sometimes you should just laugh, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, like just enjoy yourself. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of my take on that.
0: Agreed. I love that.
1: You want a big one?
0: Sure. Let's go. Give it a little fucking shake. How you doing?
2: (laughs) Oh, this one's a no. Oh, man. This one's a big one. Thoughts. The only time that exists is now. For the future and the past to exist, you must shine your light from the present moment on them. We literally just talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We can skip that if you want to. OK. Yeah, I think I think we kind of just went through that. We literally that. just talked yeah, about that. that. That's you, funny. Over. Yeah.
0: That's funny. All right. Let's. Whose quote was that, by the way? Uh, Eckhart
2: Tolle. Mm. Ooh. Wild card. <laughs> oh, I told you. It. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I feel they're all wild cards. <laughs> wow, you're a winner. Ask any question you want, and let's talk about it.
0: Hmm.
2: So the first question I thought about definitely was a personal development or entrepreneurship related. What
0: was it? Shit, say it. what you
2: ate for breakfast yesterday. You're gonna talk about maybe <laughs> I was gonna say I had five blueberry pancakes. I didn't to lie <laughs> about
1: it. I intermittent fast, so I don't really eat breakfast. This is it yesterday,
0: you're saying? Um, yeah. No, that doesn't say yesterday. No, his first question was. That, que- that
3: was the first No, I'm guessing that was like, that's, yeah, like mine was pretty as, basic. As a man who's
1: and as a man is watching his diet, his first question was about what did, you guys, <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys eat that I didn't eat, obviously, right? It was like, what did you guys really enjoy? And make- you went with five
2: blueberry pancakes. His I, mouth I is watered over there. I would say, I would say, um, what was one of the most memorable experiences of your life and what was so significant about that moment that made it memorable?
0: That's a good question.
3: Um, I have one. It was, uh, it was kind of like a chain reaction to things. So with my company, um, I was – and he's like my – like a, I view him like an older brother. Um, I would say that my manager, Dana, is the, the type of guy that tells you what you need to hear and never what you want to hear. Um, and he gets the best out of people for that reason. Mm. So I got hired, he told me what are your goals, what do you want to do? Uh, I said I want to, I want to win, win Rookie of the Year, I want to win you know, all the top accolades and he basically said listen I'm going to incentivize you even more and he's like if I win this award and we break a company record, one million dollars of business, um, he's like I win a Rolex at the end of the year and that Rolex is yours if we hit that number. Mm. I'm 24 years old, you tell me I'm going to win a Rolex, I'm going to do whatever I got to do, so I busted my ass, I made things happen, Um, we hit that number, we uh, shared a really awesome moment, Um, he gave me that watch, gave him a big man hug, and then even a little extra thing that was special is they sent us to the Super Bowl, so we got to see the Giants and Pats play uh, the second time in Indianapolis, which was amazing. But more than anything, what was more touching was just the, um, uh, kind of like the passing along of something of just, like, Hey, you really worked for this. You earned it. And, um, then it came time for me to, um, be a rep on my own. And that year I won a Rolex of my own and I was like, all right, I already have a Rolex. I don't need one for each wrist. I really don't. Um, and more than anything, I wanted to be able to give one to my pops um, cause I was like, you know, my dad busts his ass. He still works seven days a week and he doesn't even have one of these. So I, um, uh, that was my goal for the entire year. I was like, I want to give one to my dad and it was father's day. And, um, I said, Hey, like, let's, let's go in this room. Let's, uh, I want to give you something. And I was just talking to him about what a great father he's been for me. How much he's, you know, inspired me and just made me who I am today. And then I remember I um, I go I got something for you, and I handed it to him, and it's just all wrapped. And he goes, he's like, oh, was this a Rolex? Like joking around as like a joke. I sort of got, and then he opened it, and his face, like his jaw dropped, and he's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, it's for you, and it was just like a really really special moment, and uh, it's just one of those things, man. Like honestly, I got a Rolex, and it was incredible but it wasn't so much about the watch it was more so about being able to give back to to the man that's giving me everything and you know and just that little gesture was just a really cool moment that we'll never forget and uh you know he rocks it every day and uh, every time he, he he looks at the time like still i, I saw him this weekend Look at the time he's like I love this watch thank you like it's just <laughs> it, 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 you know what i mean it's just that that, that bond that we have yeah. every time so um that was that was something pretty cool. That's beautiful. That's awesome.
0: That's yeah, really that's, dope. That's really cool. That's really that's fucking dope.
4: I'm, I'm glad, glad that. I asked that, that, really... that question. Yeah. That was yeah. a good
0: question, man. You should be a podcast really... host. And to answer your first question, uh, it was oatmeal. But... <laughs> <laughs> but
2: I oatmeal. Wanted, I wanted to just break it up a little bit. I really did think of that. I am not thought about breakfast. <laughs> I love that.
0: I'll, I'll share something, and this was the first thing that came to my mind. I, I'm sure you guys can relate to an extent, but. There was one thing and I mean there was more than one thing but there was one thing specifically that bothered me that was something I was told I could never do. And like when you're told you can't do something like depending on your upbringing like inner child type shit like it could really get to you. Like it, it could really fucking get to True. you. And I was young. I think I was I was 12 or 13 at this time and I was the one thing that I was being told that I couldn't do at that point in my life was hit a baseball. Now, I played baseball my entire life. I had D1 scholarships and whatnot. And with that being said, like, I was I was a pitcher. I was always known as a pitcher. By the way, this is picking me up right here. <laughs> I just saw that. Um, so I, I was always told, like, you know, they would put me 7th, 8th, 6th in the batting order. And, you know, when you're down there, you kind of know, like, you're, you're sure out. And I, I just got to a point where it was just really... Disheartening to say the least. You know, when you have that dream, because you're not going to just make it to the league fucking pitching. Like, you're, you're really not. Uh, no matter how good you are, like you need to swing the bat and hit the ball. And it got to a point where we were playing for, you know, the Little League World Series that goes on TV and whatnot. We weren't at that point yet, but we were actually playing for the district title. And that whole year, I had literally just put in work. Outside of being a pitcher, outside of, like, being solid defensively, I just... Like, I was actually putting in the work. And although I never got to a point where I was, like, fucking, you know, hitting the ball over the fence, there was one game we were playing, and I'll I'll never forget this game. Like, it was just... I I don't even know why it was, like, the first thing that came to mind, but it was just, like, that really rewarding feeling of, like, being on top of the world. Uh, We were playing against Rockaway. Um, You know, every district has their own uh, travel team or whatnot. And we're playing in Glendale at RGMVM, and... Against Rockaway, I'll never forget. I'm batting again. I'm batting 6th or 7th. And I just got this new bat. You know, mm. feeling myself. Okay. <laughs> yep, yep. And my first at bat, like I just see this meatball coming over the plate. Ooh. And I'm like, alright, cool. I'm going to fucking crush this. What do I do? I hit it off the fucking, like, the knob of the bat. Granted, I get on base. I hit a single. Second at bat, I literally hit the ball so far like I I, like way over the fence couldn't even fucking think about seeing the ball it hit the concession stand and like right in that moment I felt like everyone that told me like I couldn't do that it just fucking vanished you know like it was just it was just gone Mm -hmm. and uh, just to put the cherry on top my third at bat I also hit a home run but that's amazing yeah it it was it was it was dope it was dope it was really a really really cool experience like when you're not validated for something or like if, if you haven't done something yet and you're, oh, you'll, you'll never hit. You're not a hitter, you know, like you have the build, but you're, you're not a hitter. And then you put in the work, right? Like months and months and months of like at a fucking tee, as if you're a baby again, you know, like literally going to the extent of taking so many steps backwards, like going back to the fucking basics. <clears throat> Forget about trying to hit a curveball. Like literally the ball's not even being pitched to you. It's literally on a fucking tee. And they're like, yo, swing the bat, you know, and, and, you know, keep your head down, make eye contact, keep your chin there. And to see it pay off in that sense, it it was really fucking dope. It was. How old were you then? That was 12 or 13, 12 or 13. And it goes to show like even back then, that's why I bring up like, you know, whether it's parenting shit or whatever the case is, when you're told you can't do something, you can't do something, you can't do something, and then you finally fucking do it. Like, it just makes you feel good, you know? And it's like, all right, cool. I didn't need that validation. I just proved to myself I could. What do you think uh, led you to
1: that? Was it the practice? I mean, it was... Was it, t- like, visualizing? Was it Was it the determination? Like, what do you think was the deciding factor that?
0: I wish I could say it was all of that. It okay. was the fact that, I mean, at that it's age... It's say it would, 12. That's yeah, what I mean at that, that age, that? man, like, I, I wasn't even thinking about that. To be honest, at that age, I was more so worried about, like, as the girl that I had a crush on, I'm going to be on fucking AIM. You know? Like, <laughs> that, that was my thing. That was, I yeah. love playing. I love playing We sports. could do a whole podcast
1: on AIM. Yeah. We, yeah. Could, we, <laughs> could, we could. We could. love <laughs> AIM. We could, we could.
0: Uh, honestly, man, I got to give the credit to my dad. Like he, awesome. Yeah, you know what? And listen, I don't even know what his intention was. I don't know if his intention was that he wanted a free pass at life. If I made the league, he knew I would take care of him. Like, <laughs> I don't know if the, I don't know if that was. I never asked, but oh. he was always a very supportive figure when it came to him. Dedica- I mean Listen, he works a full time job. You know, like I'm very grateful for the fact he would always show up to my games. He was the obnoxious parent that would yell if the fucking ball was, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, bad play or some shit. But at the same time, he would always dedicate time out of his weekend. Uh, And my parents are divorced, too, you know, so like there were opportunities where he could be doing his own thing. He was spending time with me, you know, so um, I I would I would give him the credit more than anything. Like him keeping my head straight and showing me like, hey, you can do this. Granted, it was through action and not necessarily verbally, which was mm-hmm. probably what I was looking for at that point. But, like, him constantly, you know, hey, like, after dinner, let's go outside and let's use the hit stick, which is a dumb little fucking stick mm. that you just hit and it mm-hmm. goes back right. and forth, you know? Um, that That's probably what it was,
3: for real. That's so, cool. it, it's crazy how something that happened, like, 15, 16 years ago to you, right? At 12 years old in like, a, a game that really in the grand scheme of things sorry, it was just a game. But you overcoming those odds and... Just proving to yourself you could do it. I mean, that's why we watch movies. That's mm. why we watch TV shows. Is just somebody's confronted or they're dealt with a situation of tough odds, and then they get over it, and it's inspiring. And that was like your own movie that you lived. 100. You know what I mean? So, and it's so funny how we talk about these memories that happened as as children, and we still hold on to them and remember these these moments of glory. And you'll talk about that for the rest of your life.
0: That's exactly what it was. It was a moment of glory. It was like holy fuck, you know, like you when you feel like you're on top of the fucking world, you know, like it's 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 different. It's different, you know. Yeah, um, I guess I'll jump in here. for For me, it's
1: it's probably a while ago too. So I was probably around 22, and I haven't really told the story much. So not many people know this. Anthony might know this because he had a friend who was there when it happened, actually. Um, so ten years ago, I was. It, it's funny. This is actually how it's weird to it kind of set me on a path to where I have my business now. Uh, literally, 50, what is it? Ten years later, twelve years later. Um, so I was a manager at a pool club, and uh, I had a lifeguard who was working, right. And I was like taking care of like some paperwork stuff, whatever. I walk over to the pool, and then I see. I just literally see this guy who's like face down, like in the water, right. And I'm like, I just look over. Lifeguard's like, you know, they're paying attention, or whatever. I'm like, I look over. And I'm like. Uh, I'm like, is he okay? And she's like, yeah, he's fine. He's just holding his breath. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, I don't know. I just, like, instinct kind of just jumped in. I'm like, are you sure? So there was another guy who was in, a, in the pool who was his friend. Went to tap on his shoulder. I was like, can you check on him? I said to his friend, like, can you check on him? So um, the guy goes to check on him, right? And he's not answering. He, like, taps him, doesn't answer, right? So then he rolls him over. And, like, I could see that the guy's, like, face is blue, mm. right? Mm. So... Um, lifeguard was... She was she was young at the time, right? So, like, it, it's weird. You put these kids in, like, these weird positions. And, like, in a life-or-death situation, you have no idea how anyone's going to react, right? So she kind of froze. I didn't have another lifeguard who was on stand at that time, too. It was just one that was on. Um, so I ended up diving into the pool. Um, my, my background was a lifeguard. So I... That's how I was a collegiate swimmer, right? Like, I, that's how I was a manager. It was a job in the summer, et cetera. Um, flipped them over. We... It uh, was another person who... Um, that's why I refer to Anthony because maybe Anthony might have heard this. Um, helped me get him out of the pool, like dead weight. Literally dragged this guy out of the pool. He was about – he was a big guy. He was in his 50s, maybe like 250, 300. He was probably around 300 pounds. We got him out of the pool, um, started compressions on him, um, called 911, did the whole nine, right? I'll never forget to like first NYPD comes down. And I didn't know this at the time. NYPD doesn't really get involved in that stuff. So I thought they were there to like – jump in, start helping me with CPR. I've probably been at it for like five or six minutes or so. Um, start doing compressions, right? They, they come down, they're like, listen, ambulance is on his way. You're doing a great job, like continue compressions. I was like, okay. Cause like your first initial reaction is like, you want somebody else who's higher trained to kind of step in. So the life was frozen. I was kind of doing compressions by myself, breathing by myself, et cetera, et cetera. Ambulance finally comes down. Uh, paramedics finally come down. They put the AED on the guy. They shock him a couple times. Um, put him on the stretcher, take him away. Right. I probably been at it for, I still have the scars on my knuckles cause I was rolling him over to try to clear his airway. Um, this happened for, I was at it for like maybe 15, I want to say 10 minutes, right. With compressions, give or take, um, until the ambulance arrived. Guy ends up living. Right. So I actually ended up saving the guy's life. Wow. Um, uh, what's crazy is that like, uh, it's like, whatever. Um, I, I don't even know if I want to bring this up, but like the first compression I heard cause I'd never done CPR before I heard I broke his ribs so the guy ends up living um, and he, he went to actually sue the company that I was working for at the time because I cracked his ribs, oh my God. right? Which is kind of crazy, but like, that's a, that's a different story. Um, so the guy, the guy ends up living, right. Um, and like, I, there's like kind of this um, like momentum that comes from that. So now everybody who's in the building, cause it was a co-op development kind of knows who I am. I was a manager who was on site, save this guy's life. Right. Um, and the very next year, Right, is when I started my business with my business partner and we had a little bit of momentum from that, right? Which kind of led us into them being like, Hey, we're we're thinking about like we worked for a company at the time. Would you guys be interested actually in doing this if we're gonna do it on our own? Right? So it was like, Hey, this is the guy who saved someone's life. We like this other guy a lot, they do a great job managing, right? And it kind of transitioned from there. So it started with me like being able to react in a situation where I don't, you don't know how you're ever gonna react. I've never been in a war, right? You're not, I haven't been in many life or death situations. Um, So I would say like it just being, just knowing that I was able to react in a situation like that uh, makes me a little more confident, I guess, if anything were to happen to any loved ones or anything like that. But like, you never know what's gonna happen in the future. But like that was something that definitely changed my life and even like Mm -hmm. helped me in in terms of like forward momentum to then be able to open up my own business. Maybe it gave me the confidence to do that at that Mm -hmm. point, who knows. Um, but it kind of projected me uh, to, to where I'm at now a little bit, which is kind of crazy. Um, so, like, that was something that definitely stuck with me um, for a while. Just, like, I can still see that guy's face. Like, it was just blue. Like, completely mm-hmm. blue. Yeah. Completely blue. Like, crazy. Crazy to think about. Like, it's it's still, like, it haunted me in my dreams for a little bit, like, seeing that guy's face and having to do that. Like, I don't know how people do that on the regular. Like, EMTs, nurses, doctors, like, um, crazy situation kind of being involved. That's the first time I've ever, like, dealt
0: with that. So you know what's crazy? It goes back to the first question we asked of this like what is life? You know, like if, if we didn't value life at such a high level, like we wouldn't go to the extent to save lives like or I, I haven't, but like to the extent that you did. I think
1: anybody I think anybody would, right? If you ever see like if anybody if you ever see somebody who's in even in like I don't know, you see somebody who's getting mugged or something like that, your I think your initial reaction is to try to help mm-hmm. as much as you can, right? Um, I think anybody would re- would have probably reacted the same way but like it definitely stuck with me a little bit um, just to know that like and who knows how I'll react to something in the future you have no clue um, mm-hmm. but that kind of just stuck with me a little bit in terms of like being able to have that like I still have a letter from the co-op development like thanking me and stuff like that it's like I still have it in my office literally like 12 years later
0: that's fucking awesome yeah. Yeah, I'm not
2: just cool. saying it just to say it but people not everyone would react that way so you, it's about the person you are um, and I'm not just saying it because you're my boy. Like no, I appreciate it's the that. person you are. Yeah. Like a lot of people would, you know, put, like think about it, but then be a little too scared, right. fearful. You know, um, and you don't. You also, you know, you don't even have to save somebody's life by even doing that, which is amazing. It could even just be a conversation, which other people may not even want to have the conversation with someone. Like, hey, I'm thinking about this. I'm going through this, and somebody may not even have the time. But other people are like, hey just having a conversation so I think it goes back to the person you are so that's the fact that you even had that moment was yeah. insane
3: yeah and, and what you're saying too where you said most people would um, I'm, I agree with Phil so I think it's Robert Cardini who talks about in his book there's an example of a woman getting mugged and you would think everyone's going to jump in and help her out and no one did. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of people did not until one person did something
1: because everyone's like, oh, someone else will do it. You're just like, oh, I freeze and who else will step well, up? That's why if you're in a situation, like even as when you're a lifeguard or whatever, like you 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 assign tasks to people, right? So like in a situation like that, it was literally like dove in, right? Got the guy out of the water. And then it was like, you call 911. Mm-hmm. You go there and go get the ambulance. Like you track down the ambulance. Because if you... If you don't do that, no matter even how trained you are, if you don't assign a task to the person to look at them and be like, you call 911, okay? You go track down the ambulance, right? You go whatever, I forgot what else I said, right? Like if you don't dish that out to somebody, nothing happens. Because it's like somebody else is gonna call 911, right? Like it's just like the the responsibility just kind of skirts everywhere else. So like in emergency drills like that, they always teach you to delegate exactly the task to somebody, literally like in CPR, it's like, you call 911 that way it's like, okay, it's on me. Like, cause otherwise it'll be like, if you just announce somebody call 911, everybody's going to kind of look around too. Right? right. And no one's actually going to call 911. You'll probably lose some, some minutes or, you know, in, in that, which is kind of crazy to think about.
0: Just to piggyback off what Phil said, I I think you should give yourself a lot more credit for the actions you took because I see it all the time. Like people on Instagram and it, it, I mean, it's not the same thing, but sure. it's very close to it. But like People on Instagram will rather record someone that's, like, on drugs on the city corner, like, Mm -hmm. you know, someone that's doped up or something, and they're kind of just, like, standing there wobbling, like, looking like they're about to fall over. Like, instead of fucking calling someone, they would rather put it on the internet these Mm -hmm. days. Yeah. You know, like, because that's the cool thing to do. It's crazy,
1: right? Everybody's initial reaction, I think, is to record history instead of maybe um, in, yeah. instead of make right? it instead of make, make it or be a part of it exactly. right, right. Be a part of it right which is kind of crazy to think about
0: Not everyone's built like us you know or built like you in this situation dude like that yeah. it goes to show like how different you are from the rest of the world you know well, like, even so
1: like that situation stuck in me so much where like now we have you know we have 700 employees that we actually have there's 80 contracts that we manage a lot of them have swimming pools like the safety precautions that we put in now right, um, weren't there for the company that I was working for. Right. So that set me on a course to make sure that I never want to put anybody in a position or my managers in a position where they're not trained enough to deal with a situation like that because I had to do it and I wasn't trained because the company that I had didn't do the training. Right. So like it was all stuff that was like kind of more self-taught than actually what the company had taught us. So like that's why that stuff is so important I think for, for me now which is stuck with me forever because I would never want to put another person in that position.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, something like that changes uh, the world, bro. Yeah. Straight up. Uh
2: for me, a couple of things popped up as I was saying the question. A couple of things popped up in my head in different facets of life. But one of the most powerful um had to do with it was it was about maybe about six, seven years ago, my grandfather on my father's side, um, great guy and big time hustler entrepreneur throughout his life, he had a 11 businesses that he he always went from one to the next and kind of rolled up. And uh, he helped build a foundation on that side of the family. So my brother and I have been involved in, you know, many different entrepreneurial things. It's always, you know, a roller coaster throughout all of them, but the meaning of life, learning, loving, building, mm-hmm. you know, and appreciating it. So this happened, he had passed my dad's father, and the families prior to that were close, but not as close as they should have been, right? Like my dad and his uh, half-brother and the half-sister. And then with that, that was a big moment. Then the following Christmas, right around that time, my brother and I got an opportunity. It was one of our marketing clients that was about to go under, and we had an opportunity to step in and become partners on a restaurant. And my brother at the time was a head chef in the city um, somewhere. I was doing marketing in Queens at different nightclubs. (laughs) So we went ahead and we took that. We took, we, the family knew about it, and at that Christmas dinner, my uncle um, stopped to say a toast. It was my dad's uh, half brother. And um, it was really, really powerful because no one ever takes time to highlight this kind of stuff in, in most families, or our family at least, you know? So it was really, really powerful. And he said, I want to make a toast. And uh, he said, uh, you know, um, kind of like what um, our grandfather has laid out in front of us, has built upon, now we have the two, you know, younger gentlemen of this family, and they're going ahead and they're taking this, you know, opportunity in life to go and, and do this entrepreneurial venture, and then he pulled out two bottles of Dom P, I had never drank <laughs> Dom P before, and I'm, 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 like, I'm getting choked up, but I'm 27, I don't even know, 20. 26 years old. I've never drank Dom P before. I do a lot of nightclub parties. We always drank the $5 stuff. You give, it away <laughs> for, you, give, you give it away for girls, you know, free entry, five girls get a bottle. So um, he pulls out a bottle of Dom P, and um, he said, this one's from, you know, from me to you guys, uh, just for what you're doing, and, you know, and it's a big part of the family, can't thank you enough. And then he pulled out another bottle, and my uncle is an um, endodontist, he does root canals, so he went to, I think it was, like, um, school in Connecticut, uh, I forgot the name of it, but my grandfather, when my, when my uncle was having a hard time with his finals, and he was sick, and he couldn't uh, get through finals week, my grandfather showed up to his school by himself with soup, and sat at his door, and knocked on the door and said, hey, come outside, and he had soup there for him. And he, he just stood there the whole night and slept over outside the door. And he helped my uncle get through finals week. And then at, at graduation, he gave my uncle a bottle of Dom Pérignon, And he said, I'm so proud of you for doing this, you know, blah, blah. And so my uncle brought two Dom Peas. One was the bottle that my grandfather gave him, and one was the bottle that he gave to me. So it was just like, we were all balling, we're at, we're at dinner. Like, it was just a very, very special moment, you know? Um, so that, that was one of the most memorable for me.
0: I see the tears. Yeah.
2: yeah. I do.
0: No, it's powerful, bro. That's It's nice to be celebrated, you know? Like, it's really nice to be celebrated, especially when it comes down the family tree. You know, like to, to be able to receive something so powerful like that. And that's, that's going to be a tradition, you know?
2: It's very, very powerful. It's about... It's kind of like what I said earlier about your the life question. You're discovering your gift and then you're giving it away. Well, like, my uncle took what he had an experience in life with that meant so much to him. You know, uh, the care of my grandfather being at his door mm-hmm. with soup. And my uncle's in school, I think, in Connecticut. And my grandfather's in New York. And he shows up and drives and just sits down at the door in the base of like a college dorm, you know, who does that? And then like right. put soup there for him. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, at the end of it, gives a little congratulatory, you know, gift to Stompey. I just know that then when someone else in my family has that moment yep. or my kid, I know I'm going to keep passing down the same thing, you know? Right. And um, I stopped opened up that bottle to this day. You should have. I got, that. I got, I got both bottles. One my uncle gave me. And the one my grandfather gave me. So I think when something else happens, I'll have my own. That'll be three. Yeah. So can
3: I ask you, what would warrant opening
2: that bottle? Um, I was wondering and, the same thing. Um, I, 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 if I keep it real, nothing at this moment. Um, nothing at this moment. Uh, it would have to be a really, really powerful moment with everybody there. But you know what? Just... It's just a, it's just a memory that I think, I think I wanted that memory to live, and I associate that with the bottle not being opened. Hmm. That's powerful, yeah.
3: I love that. Well, I'm looking forward. I, you know, I know you're gonna carry carry that tradition on, and the Masia kids are gonna get their own bottle. That's what yeah, it. listen, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. It's just yeah.
0: gotta keep going, bro. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You gotta keep going. I, I think, yeah, that. I
1: think at some point you'll find a reason. I do, and I think you're going to share that too with your family at some point, point. Yeah. I think um, even like the difference between even keeping it closed and continuing it, and opening it up and sharing it with your family might be even something you might even enjoy more.
2: Agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
1: absolutely. I, yeah.
3: I, I totally agree with Andrew on that, because um, you're going to want to wait for the perfect special moment, but you're going to keep making perfect special moments as, as life goes on, so I remember there was one article I'd read back in the day. Remember like chain messages or forward this to 50 people or <laughs> or six years of bad luck, you know? Like, ah. And one of them was on uh, just living a simpler life. And one of them was just, uh, it talked about, we have so many things in our house, like good bottles of liquor, good bottles of wine or candles. I had candles in my apartment for like six, seven years. I'm like, what am I waiting to light this candle for exactly? Let me just light this now. And I did, I enjoyed it. And obviously the, what you're talking about is way more important than just a candle, obviously. But, you know, um, like I said, you, you'll be able – you'll know when the right time is for that. And then you're going to have more and more bottles passed on to your family. It's going to be – it already is a beautiful tradition. So yeah. you'll, you'll find That's more cool. excuses to it's pop more done. bottles.
2: I think I'll – I just didn't know the reason right now. But even you guys saying it right now. The time will come up and you know what? I'll you'll know when it out. comes. Yeah, you'll know. What? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll save even though we drink it, I'll save the bottle. <laughs> and yeah, I think true. uh
1: I think when you open it, you'll tell everybody how much that bottle
0: means to you. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and you'll Power share code. with them, you yeah.
2: That could go back to the meaning of life. Mm-hmm. Share, <laughs> there, sharing, there
0: you go, man. Sharing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. You ready cuz? Right, it's it's your it. turn. Absolutely.
1: How many wild cards are in there? way? I know. There's I can't give away the secrets. I
0: can't give away the secrets. The wild card Meaning, <laughs> the one on the bottom, because be careful with that one. The one be careful with that one.
3: This penmanship is outstanding. Who wrote these? <laughs> I paid, I, I paid <laughs> someone. I should be a
0: fucking like professional a le- letter writer.
3: <laughs> it's like origami that we did. All right. Question is How do you find yourself buying into trust God's timing and path for you? Ooh.
0: Hmm. That's a good one. You're going to answer? Oh, I don't know. Last time we went around... Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to be the first one. Answer. I don't want to be the first one to answer. Also, I long. didn't answer first last time. Say that again. I'll yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. there might be a misspelling here, but how do you yeah. How do you find yourself buying into trusting God's timing and yeah. path for we've, you?
1: We've spoken about this before, um, I feel like, as a group, maybe, um, but... I think a, a lot of times, right, especially when it comes to, I think more so with, well, I, it could be business related too, like when it comes to either it's, you know, mental health, um, you know, relationships, physical physical health, right, business-wise, like this could probably relate to all of them. Um, but I think we, we've spoken about this before specifically with relationships. So I think um, sometimes, right, if things don't work out, right, it's very easy to just say like and I'm guilty of this as well, right? Like, well, I, you know, that's, everything happens for a reason, Mm -hmm. right? Like, um, and it's because of like, whatever, relationships didn't work out, which could be because your timing was off in the relationship, you might've been good together, but like the timing just didn't work. Um, And the way that I've always looked at things is like, everything happens for a reason and I put that towards relationships uh, because I feel like that's what we've spoken about in the past because I, I know for a fact that, I've learned everything from every relationship that I've been in. And I take that as, again, like everything happens for a reason because I needed to learn those lessons to know, to get to where I am now so that I know that specifically, if I'm going to be in in another relationship, right, that I'm more prepared now learning from those lessons than I was prior. And that stuff didn't work out for me for whatever reason because that was God's path and I just trust that it led me in this direction because hopefully um, that will lead me towards better momentum in terms of me lining up better with somebody's um, chemistry, compatibility, uh, whatever that is. And I'm a better version of myself, so I'm able to love that person that much more.
0: So let me ask you the better question. I don't know the idiot that wrote this, (laughs) but um, (laughs) how do you find yourself buying in when you're in a situation that's not working out? That you wanted to work out, nonetheless. Mm, I
1: ooh, okay. Um,
0: right, I think that's the better
1: question. Okay, so um, how do you find yourself? So if you find yourself in a situation where it's not working out, what what is your reaction to that? Yes. Okay. Um, again, it go, it goes back to I think for me, it's um, everything I look at as a learning experience, and
0: um, you have that mindset as you're in that moment.
1: No. No, if I'm being fair. No, yeah. I appreciate that because no. I don't either. No. I don't either. Um, I appreciate it. No, that. I don't. Um, it's not until after the fact where mm-hmm. I realized that. Um, Agreed. Agreed. Like, I wasn't mentally prepared for that at that time. The timing didn't match up. Um, there could be a number of different factors. There could be a million different factors, but um, I don't realize it until after. Um, and it does kind of spook you for the future, right? right? Because you can look at it specifically. I'm talking about relationships where it's, where it's like... Um, like how do you know, I think we've talk, spoken about this as well, like how do you, like we, we've said, um, how do you know that, like when people say that like you know and you know, mm. right? Um, we've had that I conversation. I fucking before. hate that. So yeah, I, I, bring <laughs> it up, I bring it up because you were the one who said it, right? Like you know and you know, right? And like I personally have thought I've known before. And it didn't work right. out, right? And I was like convinced in my head, like I know, you know what you know. And I was like, I've been convinced before in the past. Where it's like, I know, I know this is the one. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work out. And I look back on that situation. I'm like, no, it didn't work out because that wasn't the one. Mm-hmm. So now it does kind of spook you for the future because it's like, Thank you know, you know, right? But you—that's where where I go back <laughs> to, like you just trust, you trust the path. Like you trust that eventually, it's all going to work out for whatever reason, you know. Right. Um, and that's that's what it, that's my <laughs> outtake on that. I guess
0: I'm in the same exact position, like. It for me personally, like it's really hard for me to. Bu- it is hard for me to buy in and trust God's timing and, and plan when there is something that I'm personally so bought into, like whether it be a relationship, whether it be me starting a business, starting a podcast, whether it be me in war zone and I'm fucking you know ten mm. kills away and going behind this tree <laughs> seems like the better decision, you know like whatever the case is, like it's really hard for me to buy into that and. Up until the, I'm 28, like up until this moment, like I still haven't figured out how to buy into it, even when something that I truly want in that moment isn't working out. Like I, I haven't figured that out, and I guess that's probably why I wrote this question because I would. And listen, we, we already know the answer. The answer is that you have to trust it, right? Like there, there is no other. There's no other answer. Like it's just trust it and. I just haven't bought into that yet. Uh, I was going to say,
1: I think also too, like having what I, we've spoken about this before, I think as a group, having expectations too about where you're about, where you're about to be headed sometimes, Mm. right? Like it doesn't have to be that exact thing. So like, I know all of us are here, like we, we try to manifest stuff. We visualize things. I I think what I've learned over the years is like, you can visualize things exactly how you want it, right? In terms of like, I want to live in this neighborhood, Um, I want to marry this type of girl. I want to have Mm -hmm. this type of family. And then you might wind up in a situation where that, and the past has happened for me, where that visualization or manifestation is different from what you imagined. Okay. And it doesn't mean that it's worse or bad. It's just different. And I'm having trouble accepting that a little bit. Hmm. And I've learned that like, just because it's different doesn't mean that it's, it's wrong. Mm -hmm. I've learned that now where I think in previous relationships, I was trying to force things where like literally I was having like arguments with uh, girlfriends about where we're going to live. Like, because of whatever reason it's like like honestly that's the last thing i really should be worried about Mm. at this point like that stuff doesn't even matter and and now it's because i was caught up in visualizations of exactly what i wanted Mm. so like you you, when i say you have to trust god's plan like it's it's just going to work out and sometimes you just have to kind of accept what it is and, and be thankful for it without i'm not saying accepting terrible situations i'm talking about just like, things are going to be different than what you imagine they would be. Right. And you can still be just as happy. Yeah. You know?
3: So do you think that sometimes these exercises that we engage in with, like, list 100 things about your ideal spouse can sometimes be counterproductive? Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah.
1: 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Personally, I'm only speaking on my personal experience. Hmm. Like, you can, I, I think you can list out, like, a million things about what it is that you exactly want. But really, at the end of the day, it's more about, like, like, do you love this person And are you willing to grow with this person and accept and, and love the things that you love about them so much and just accept the things that you don't like about them because there's things that they don't like about you also. And there's things that I, you know, that people don't like about anybody. We all have our faults. Like Mm -hmm. it's more or less like emphasizing the really good in a person, I think more so than focusing on the stuff that maybe doesn't exactly align. Like maybe she's not as fit. Or doesn't like working out as much as, mm. as we do. Maybe she doesn't meditate. Like you don't. We don't need all of that stuff. Right. And the counterpart, we have it in ourselves. If they choose to live their life differently, that's fine. You can still love that person for who they are, just because you love them.
0: Right. Right. You know. Yeah, I think when it comes to that list in particular, uh, I, I don't necessarily think it's like something to live up to, especially from like a female perspective, because I've had that remark made at me. It was it was kind of just like a, I'm never gonna live up to your list. And it's like, no, you don't have to, you don't have to live up to my list, but my list is a guide for me, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's my, it's my North star, hmm. you know, like that's what it is. That's what it's supposed to serve as. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's tough to buy into for me at least the, the overall topic here.
2: The, uh, you spoke on a more of a personal level. So I'll speak of more of it on a, uh, like an achievement, whether it's a uh, business or career level, yeah. um, yeah. What I, why I think it's hard to buy into it, quote-unquote buy into it, is that none of us want to go into anything to fail. That is not our plan. We don't, want, we don't say, oh, let's just try it and whatever happens, happens. Like We prime ourselves and prep ourselves and prepare ourselves to have the ultimate outcome. So when we are not having the ultimate outcome, we either feel like shit about it, we get hard on ourselves about it, we're tough on ourselves about it. I am to myself, you know, in that moment. Mm. And it's like, damn. And like, why couldn't I make this happen? Um, I never see it in that moment. But it's, I just had a conversation with someone two days ago. But it's like, you can't connect the dots going forward. You can do it, you know, going backwards. But I've seen that when something didn't work out, it was because ultimately there was something better that I had no idea or even knowledge that even existed. Correct. Or that I was gonna even see. I didn't trust it in the moment, like, oh shit, like, I'm not, this is not working out. I failed at this, quote unquote, you know, failed um, at this because, you know, because I knew this bigger thing was to come. No, I told myself, bro, like, you didn't do what you had to do. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, whatever, I, I was hard on myself, but, then when I look back and I look at the overall collective of these failures, feedback, as I like to call it, mm-hmm. you know, lessons, and I loop them together, I see that all of them needed to happen to be where I'm at right now, mm-hmm. um, or there was something better that my mind couldn't even comprehend. Th- therefore, that's why, personally, I know there's something bigger than us, mm-hmm. because things are happening to me that I can't even comprehend in the moment. Yeah. So, if that's happening, how do you not buy in? If you don't, it's just because you're either resistant, pride, ego, or maybe you're just not um, at a level of peace with it enough yet. So, like, I'm... Keeping at one hundred in the moment, I do not think this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, it's awesome, usually man. it's usually you're you you didn't do what you had to I, do. Well, there's something you touched
1: on there real quick, um, which was like I feel like I think it's important for people to aim at a certain goal, right? And then you might not align entirely with that goal, but you'll have to readjust or you'll have to shoot even further than that. But you have to aim at something, right? And you learn so much along that path in terms of actually like shooting towards something where you kind of trust that process and that like, I'm gonna shoot for this. I may not get there, but I'm gonna learn this. And then it's gonna redirect me and I'm gonna go here. Or you might shoot to that and be like, okay, that was awesome. I saw what I got out of this and now I can even go even further. But you kind of have to aim directly at something and go for it, whatever that is. And then just, and what I mean in that is like, just kind of trust the process no matter what it is. And I'm talking about physical health, mental health, Business-wise, relationship-wise, like whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, there has to be some goal to start it, and then you you figure out the process has to happen, no matter what the process is. It could mm-hmm. be it could be heartbreak, it could be a failed business, it could be, you know, um, you know, you could dislocate a shoulder, physical health, and it sets you back, and you go through a depression, whatever whatever it is. But I think there has to be something that you're aiming towards um, that will help you kind of realign with with all that stuff. And okay. I think that's important. So with trusting the process. It's important to remember that
3: when you're in it, when you're in the thick of it, that's where you have to remind yourself to trust the process more than anything. Because it's very easy for some of the super established, like someone that's like, you know, sitting on multi-multi millions of dollars, who's like really made a, uh, you know, their mark in life, and now it's after the fact, and they tell you, yeah, yeah, trust the process, and you're almost like, well, easy for you because you're looking at it with hindsight. It's easy to say that, but when you're in the thick of it, it's a lot harder to to remember to, to trust that process when you're going through it and that's the toughest thing to remember and I think it's the most it's funny, it's like twofold it's the most generic thing you can hear yet it's also probably the truest thing you can hear at the mm-hmm. same time it's like, you know, the, that basic advice mm-hmm. that it's like, you hear it sometimes it goes one ear out the other but that's literally what you need to be hearing because that is the absolute truth and those are facts with, with you know, trusting God's plan I would say on a personal level. Oh, and another thing, too, uh, Andrew had mentioned this uh, prior, um, you know, and it ties into this question as well. We think sometimes, like, all right, well, if only this had worked out for me, I'd be here. If only that had worked out, and, you know, we've talked about how if we could change anything, and I think we're all pretty much in agreement that we wouldn't change anything because we we wouldn't be who we are today. And just like, no matter what path it went down, we still wouldn't change it because we deal with the hand that we're dealt that's Mm. the type of of individuals we are whatever the hand is we'll figure it out and we'll adjust and I think that's really important to uh, being a winner to having confidence and to being happy is saying like this is my hand I'm going to play the best I can right now it is what it is so that's that Um, with uh, I'm sorry I think you wanted to jump in no 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 go 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 yeah with how do I find myself buying into God's plan right now so I will say this in as a whole I feel like I do. I feel like personally, I do. Uh, I read a lot of books on law of attraction. I'm reading one book right now. It's a very slow read, uh, The Magic of of Believing. And I do feel to some degree I have some level of ESP where if I really focus on something, it just happens. And it doesn't happen for everybody. But if you're kind of in tune with that wavelength, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there's a higher probability of those things manifesting. Quick example, the other day I spoke about we were talking about flags, and I go, you know what's a cool flag? I just randomly said, I go, the Jamaican flag's a really cool flag. Half hour later, a half hour later. It's <laughs> a cool goes, flag. No, no, <laughs> it was a really not, cool We just talked about flags. It really and cool just, flag. Yeah, just like different colors. I mean, that's actually a cool flag. And this family sits at a restaurant next to us. And they also have this gigantic family and one kid just wearing a giant Jamaican flag shirt. I'm like, yo, that is so random that that just happened. Right. That's one thing. So it's just like, all right, when you're thinking something, do, do your eyes open up to, to seeing it? Or did, did you kind of manifest that Are you on some other level? Then even as recently as today, I thought of a friend I have not spoken to in probably two years. And about six or seven minutes later, I got a text from them and I'm like, yo, that's crazy. How did that just happen? Mm. So I think of things like that and be like, all right, am I controlling this? You know, am I in some simulation almost? Like, is this how life really works where you really put thought and focus into something and, and it appears? So, in tying that into the question, into God's plan, I, I have to keep constantly reminding myself to be, it's like a mental exercise and you have to mentally be fit. And, and sometimes it's, it's easy to get frustrated and be like, all right, I, I'm veering off this path. I've been so patient this whole time and now you know especially in regards to relationships because we're, we're all you know pretty much not, maybe not all of us but uh, single we're not married we'll say that <laughs> and um, I think that's the one bucket in my life where currently I'm just like oh, this is getting kind of frustrating right now so that's one thing I, I feel like in business I've been able to accomplish a lot I feel like in, in other buckets of my life I have trusted God's plan and it's worked out but that's that one bucket I feel like man I've not been able to figure that one out quite yet so it's it's hard it, it's easy for me to 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 lose faith but to what you guys spoke about earlier trust the process i have to consciously remind myself that often
1: i th- what i was going to say too is um this goes back to actually what phil posted yesterday which i think ties us all together so do you want to kind of give us that quote buddy
2: oh sure sure um it said uh one day it's gonna feel like it happened overnight
1: right and i think I think that I I reached out to you because I thought that that tied in entirely. And I think that goes into like trusting God's plan, right? Like all of a sudden, it's going to feel like it just happened, Mm -hmm. right? And there's going to be a shit ton of work that happened along the way that no one's going to see, right? And whether that's physical, whether that's physical again, whether that's mental health, whether that's a relationship, whether it's financial wealth, whatever it is, like at some point, it's going to click and there's going to be a shit ton of learning that went along the way there. And people are going to think that shit happened to you overnight. Right? and it didn't. It right. was God's plan and it took a lot of work to get there and no one sees any of that. They just think that you just had immediate success in whatever whatever it is that you consider you know, to be your success.
0: So let me ask this question. At that point, do you think Phil will be done with his glass of wine? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> do you eat slower
2: or drink slower? So, What's slower for you? So, so in the last... You know, in the last year, these guys have all well known. The last year, I've really haven't drank much. I've been on a program 75 hard. If I drink this one glass of wine, which is an exceptional glass of wine by the way, <laughs> I will fall asleep and not give any answers. So <laughs> I uh, I wanna
1: I wanna also cheers to you, buddy, because. The before and after photos of you, Thank you are are truly remarkable in terms of what you've been able to accomplish. So for by real. all means, let us Absolutely. continue drinking. Anthony's been on the same path as you. Uh, yeah, he Matt, has. To. Look, he finished the glass. <laughs> <out, right? laughs> yeah. But me and me and me and Matt have been kind of uh, enjoying ourselves on the champing uh, it out. Yeah. Uh, so I I want to cheers to you on that, buddy. For real. Um, salute. Yeah, salute. salute, salute, salute. 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 Uh, we got a point yeah. with you. But uh, it's been, yeah, those before and after photos. I don't know if we can throw that up even on YouTube, man. it might have to. <laughs> Truly, truly <laughs> impressive. I got to see if yeah. Andy Priscilla will truly, give, us, uh, give us some dollars We
0: We doing one more or what? I think we should do I'm one
3: down, more. I'm down,
0: I'm down. Oh, you're, you're not getting off that <laughs> easy. <No, no>, no. Are <laughs> we all? Yeah, Oh, yeah, one
3: more, yeah, that's, that's not right? the rules of the game. I don't care if we usually do an hour. We're going beyond. I'd be if you
0: picking on the wild card. That's not the rules of the game. Let's see what the kid gets. Wow, What do you feel is missing from your life that would make it better? Ooh. Ooh. Can I just say something that's really
3: crazy? If I had gotten the wild card you got, that was going to be the question I asked. Swear
0: to God. Oh, wait, I stole this from Ant. This <laughs> no, this I stole this one from Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see the handwriting. It's Matt. <laughs> <It's not handwriting. laughs> <It's not handwriting. laughs> no, I stole this from you. Really? It was in an email you sent. Was it really? Yeah, oh, I was like, damn. Wow. wow. This is Ant's question. Dude, no kidding. What do you feel is missing from your life that would make it better? That's crazy. I-, I won't answer. Go ahead. Oof. Anyone want to jump in?
1: I mean, I know. which too. And like I think the my answer is going to be the same. I think uh, I, think have <laughs> <someone answer>. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, it. yeah, I feel like, listen, I feel like uh, I'm I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. I don't want to finish this. Um, finish? Uh, yeah, actually give some to Ant, man.
0: Um... There's like only a triplet.
1: I'm the, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life, I will say that. Um, but I wish I had somebody to share that with, right? And it just hasn't worked out for me in that regard yet. And when we go back to, except for my buddy Pierre, who's, <laughs> who's literally crying in the other room. As I'm saying, I have no one to share this with, which is kind of funny. He's crying in the other room like, hey, uh, I'm here, buddy. Yeah, you right? know, um, Literally, <laughs> I, I would say that's probably my answer because... Um, if, and it goes back to even what we've been talking about earlier, like in terms of God's plan. Like, I, it, like it, And I don't think I'm necessarily even looking for that person, right? It's just I know growing up, and this is why Ann and I will have similar situations. So there's probably why you should go next, like right with the, the Italian family, the Greek family, right? There's You kind of want to continue that along, and I think um, that would be the one thing I feel like is missing in my life. But what's cool is that for the first time ever, I don't have pressure to do that which has made me the happiest I've ever been also. And I think previously I was putting pressure on myself to make sure that I, I could have that. Um, and what had happened is since I took that pressure away from myself, my network has exploded um, because the energy that I was putting into a relationship, I think I've now put into the universe and people have been more attracted to me. And I'm not talking about even like physically or romantically, I'm talking about like just in general, like strangers that I meet on the street, people I encounter, um, you know, whatever it is, I, I just feel like my network and people are more drawn to me, which I'm enjoying. Um, and now there's no pressure on me to kind of fulfill that. But if I were to say like, what am I missing? It would probably be starting a family now. I'm 35 years old. I'll be 35 in two weeks. Um, so I, I guess at 35, if you were to ask me when we write down our list of hundred things or we visualize or manifest, right? I, I would have thought I would have been married and have kids already at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, and most of my friends, I have I have a large friend group of ki- of people that I grew up with. My sisters are married and have kids, right? My friends are married now and have kids. I think that would be the one thing that I would look at, but I also don't have any regrets, and that goes back into it. Kind of ties this question kind of ties into everything that we were speaking about. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a perfect time for me to kind of turn it over to you because, I...
3: yeah, you know, we're on the same page on this one, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent, man. So, missing from my life. So, I've never really been that big into material possessions. Don't get me wrong. I like nice things. I just alluded to a Rolex earlier. I like having a nice car. I like having those things. But really, uh, one thing in in taking the love language um, exam, one of the things I loved most was uh, quality time. Mm -hmm. And and that was number one for me. So, one thing that I know is that I definitely have – and I guess this is what frustrates me a lot. I'm like, you know what? I have a lot of love to give. And I know that like – I like, trust me I like being single and it's fun and when I am single I have fun with it but deep down I know that I'm met, you know some people want to be single some people want to play the field and that's their thing and that's cool but I know that deep down I am actually a person that should be in a relationship with the right person um, I have to switch up my strategy for attraction or something because I've not been doing a good job of it um, and I guess that's you know Andrew saying how and I love what he just said about he's putting all the energy he put into other things now into himself and because of that he's reaping the rewards by doing that and to your point I'm also the happiest I've ever been in ironically in the last last year which is really weird to say because last year for the world was a a tough year but just from a personal growth standpoint I think we can all attest to it that I've, I've really done a deep dive and kind of narrowed into like what is important in my life and what what you know what's most important and really what what is extra and what i really don't need so yeah i just think a not just a good woman but a partner i want someone that just also like is mm-hmm. just down down to down to ride you know ride or die that's pretty much what i'm looking for and really of uh, things that's missing uh, that's, that's really not to to go too much further on this but i'd say that's like the missing link for me uh, in in my life at this point yeah so i'm with you Can
2: I go, minute, go ahead um, I gave that I gave that question thought, and um, I had to think. I had to think about it, and thinking about it, the truthful answer is. I wouldn't say that I'm missing. This is, this is the truth. I wouldn't say that I'm missing anything. I would say that I can heighten the levels of certain things that I have in my life. So to say that I don't have, you know, I'm missing a great family. I I have a great family. I have a great friends. Um, I'm not wondering where my next meal is going to come from. I'm doing what I love in business. And uh, towards the end of last year, I met a really great woman. Um, where that goes, you know, we'll see. But uh, so I feel like, and also faith too, and fitness. You just alluded to 75 hard. Mm. So my fitness game has gone up too. So there's nothing, if I can, if I can say honestly, there's nothing missing. It's just that there's a part of me that wants to optimize or maximize these buckets. And could I be doing a better job in these buckets? Absolutely. You know, in certain buckets, at certain times. And things, things that I've learned in the past from like, you know, self-development and coaching is like, you guys know I'm Tony Robbins is that, you'll never have each bucket a 10 out of 10 at all times. Sure. It's, it's impossible. You're gonna have times where your, your family is top tier. And your, you know, your uh, faith is top tier, but your fitness, because you're spending so much time with your family, or your fitness is a little low. And so there's always going to be a little balance. And I think as I go through life, I'm navigating that. So I, I would have given a similar answer to, that to you, how you guys gave about on the, you know, um, the relationship side of it. But that 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 star is there right now. So it's really about how can I do a better job and it comes back to working on myself mm-hmm. and um, and understanding life a little more to, to bring those those levels up in those buckets.
1: Which buckets are you looking to fill right now? Like where's your focus going that's a 10 and like what's lacking that you feel like you might have to switch up a little bit?
2: Um, the one that pops to mind first is in business and it's because uh, as I've said you know I've, I've had I've had success in business in different ventures but I've also had my fair share of, of hard knocks, you know, and that's nothing that uh, happened to me, it's just things I had to learn, mm-hmm. so going back and looking at those things that maybe I viewed as, you know, I didn't do the best I could have, I realized that it all set me up for where I am now, and now I'm at the start of a of a venture, um, it's in the, the digital restaurant space, that is going to change a lot of lives because it's something that I wish I I had when I had my restaurant. Mm. But I'm so I'm at the start of it. I shouldn't say I'm at the, I've been working on it for about a year now. But in the grand scheme of things, of where I know it can be, I'm at the start of it. So there's you know obviously there's uncertainty. Obviously there's un, if it's even a word instability. Um, but that's part of it because if I don't take that leap or I don't try, I'll never know if it's there. So I would say that. That's one of the first ones. Um, And family has always been good, but I've been really intentional these last, like, two years on maxing out my family bucket. Mm. Like, being more intentional about giving happiness uh, or extending happiness to others in the family. Like, we talked about, like, sending our mom and dads on a trip. We just booked, all four of us here just booked uh, a father-son fishing trip for Father's Day. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's... When I look back on my life, like that's gonna be freaking sick. The fact that like my closest friends, we all got together with our pops and we had this day and like That's the yeah. first time I'm
0: ever doing it. I like um
1: I, I sent you a message. I'll be I'll get personal here. Like I sent yeah. you a message literally thanking you because it it made me focus more on the relationship with my father. And when we talk about like surrounding yourself with people who make you better which is important. We talk about that all the time, right? Um For me personally, like focusing when I talk about like not even being in a relationship, my relationship with my family has gotten better because I've spent more time with them. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, this is one thing where like, I might not have had like father Day's plan, like, and you reached out to me and I was like, this is, I was so happy. Hmm. Um, and I sent you a message to tell you how, how happy I was because when I called my dad, I haven't heard him that happy in a long time. Um like he might have been like the equivalent my, my like the equivalent to you giving your dad the Rolex would be like me calling my dad to be like do you want to go on a fishing trip for Father's Day like I heard that in his voice uh, so like I really appreciate that awesome. yeah it was it was really amazing for me yeah it really was and I, I, I really sent you a message to thank you for that because I'm, I'm trying to be intentional with um, working on you know trying to force some stuff because we get super busy all the time and you have to make the effort to kind of build that sometimes
2: mm, that's the power of a friendship too because Matt was the one that we we talked about it, but he was you were the one that initiated it. And and then uh and I was like, Yeah, I'm down because when we did a vision work exercise in the beginning of the year, all three of us realized that as Aunt Matt and I mm-hmm. and then later on, I didn't know you at that point. So this is how powerful, was
1: this how long ago was this? This is the very January, beginning. Or anywhere. Yeah. yeah. When do we start? This is I guess we're yeah end of February.
3: End of yeah. February, right? Yeah. yeah, I guess. That's right right how right powerful right this Right around <laughs> the, right the corner
2: we did this 10 years we did all these exercises and what we all realized at the end of this vision board exercise is that like we have different goals different achievements different wants life experiences but all of it, all of it at the end of the day is for something bigger than ourselves we've all realized that and like when like i was speaking with aunt and and his dad went on. I think it was Utah, right? Yeah, he went on an unbelievable trip to Utah, and he yep. talked about how that was one of the most one of the most memorable experiences yeah. of your life. So I, for me, i to say on this podcast. I don't think he listens anyway, but you know, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do something like that for you know in a different way. Oh, Ralphie listens to this. Ralph, Ralphie listens. It? Ralphie that listens. listens. Yeah, shout yeah. yeah, yeah. out Ralphie. Yeah, that, that's why I can't get. I'll see them. you, father. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs>
1: So no, what but does we, Ralphie drink?
0: What do we bring him to the boat? Oh, don't uh, bring him Johnny Walker Black. will <laughs> have, of us. have a good time. If you
2: brought the same bottle, we'll happened? bring a bottle of prisoner. All yeah, right. it, does it, Dad it. like tequila at all? No? no, he likes he likes his. Uh, his uh, single molds. Okay. He uh, likes. He likes that. He's a old right, Bond so guy. We're,
1: we're, all right. We're gonna have a good time, I think.
2: Yeah, we're yeah, we gonna we <laughs> okay, so we we have a good time. time. We should go driving dads back, back from
0: I, I work don't know. know. I was hoping <laughs> my dad was gonna drive me. Back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I was hoping for that. Oh shit. Yeah. I, I know. I gave a long winded answer.
1: No, that was not. No, cool. We, we followed up with some questions, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was powerful. I think Maddie's up here,
2: right?
0: Yeah, man. You know what, like. I agree with all of you guys. Like, I could re- i could go down the relationship route and say, like, that's what's missing from my life. That would—I don't know—would it make it better? I don't. I would hope so. If it's the right woman, of course it would. But um, the right woman can make everything better. The right woman can make everything better. A hundred percent. A hundred. percent believe in that. And the wrong one can make everything worse. Another good lesson. That's another good lesson. Yeah. That's another good lesson. Yeah, I, I think. Drew, I, I resonate with everyone. Um, I think what was, and I will say was because I, I'm shifting this, was the fact that I wasn't dedicating the time to myself. And that's that, that might sound crazy because I read and I podcast and I work out. I do this, I do that. But I was such a people pleaser. And I didn't know that until I started doing therapy. Like I, I, I would have never thought that was me. Until I realized that and it's never that I never did it to like, out of any ill intent or anything like that. But I would I would take away from myself to give to others. And it really came from the intimate space, right? It wasn't necessarily like a friendship that was doing it It was never a friendship. It was it was always in the intimate space. And I would milk myself dry I would take my full cup pour out my full cup as you know the tap is just dripping back into my cup and continue to Mm -hmm. dump it out dump it out dump it out so what would be missing from my life that would make it better is me continuously focusing on myself financially um you know self-help wise personal development wise this podcast um you know my physical health my mental health my emotional health uh, all those different aspects, even even my intimate life, you know, like those relationships as well. But uh, I, I guess it goes back to what you were saying, which is why I agree with all of you. Like when it comes down to the buckets, uh, I, I have buckets that are at a 10 and then I have buckets that are at like a two, hmm. you know, and it's just like better prioritizing them because I'd rather be at fives across the board than fucking have a 10 and a zero, you know. Yeah.
1: I, and I think um, as, as someone who's a little older than you, what I can say is that I think at certain points in your life, there's always going to be buckets that are more full than others. And as you get a little older, they start to level out a little bit. Right. So like for me, my 20s were spent like building my it was like my physical health and my and my business. Right. Like those Mm -hmm. are the two things that I was like concerned about. Like literally like feeling good and like making sure that financially I was putting down a foundation that would build my future. And like now as I've gotten older it's been more about building, like I said, my network of, of like people, right? So like it's more, it's less like the physical work as much as, you know, a little bit networking and trying to grow the business, um, from like a strategic standpoint and not really putting the man hours in as much, but like different, right? Right. Um, but then it's also like my mental health in my thirties has become so much more important than it Mm -hmm. was during my Mm twenties. So like the buckets are slowly starting to even out. And I think, the older you get the w- the wiser you get the more those like start to even out a little bit and as long as you're conscious of it um, I think they'll all start to be you know hopefully right like what you would shoot for is like every every bucket's at like an eight right, right? right it's something right, that you right. would like kind of hope for and right. I think um, you have certain points in your life where like the buckets, no matter what you do, are going to be a little, a little less. And that's just the way that life kind of works out. But I think the older you get, the more they start to level out a little bit.
0: Yeah. This is why I appreciate these conversations too. It's because like, you just mentioned how like your focus in your twenties was, you know, your, your business and, and whatnot. And I'm sitting here and then you say you right now you're working on your network. Like mm-hmm. I, I did it the opposite way. Like in my twenties, well, in my earlier twenties, I made a shit ton more money than I did than I do now. Like, a shit ton. And I realized, like, my past few years, I've just been working on my network. And not just that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's crazy to see, like, how you don't necessarily need to follow, like, the same blueprint to get to, like, where you want to be. Right. You know no what? One, I, yeah, every, everybody's yeah.
1: blueprint is different depending on what they, depending on what their path is. Right, I think. right, right. It's crazy, yeah. Like, for me, I it was literally put my head down at work my entire 20s. Mm. And now things have kind of changed a little bit.
0: Yeah, it gives people hope that listen to this, you know, because it's not it's not cookie cutter. Nope. Right? For like, no, yeah, for know. anyone. Yeah, for anyone. That's
1: what I mean. Like my buckets in my twenties were probably different than your buckets. Right. 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 And right. like my buckets now, in my thirties might even be different than yours. Yeah. Right? And that's just how life is. But hopefully, I think eventually we're all shooting for some type of virtuosity where everything's kind of somewhat. That's you a know. sexy word. I was just
0: gonna say. That's yeah. sexy, <laughs> <laughs> sexy yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> so, Got sexy up you. You real quick. <laughs> oh, I, was,
2: I was gonna say that in my twenties. I didn't even know some buckets existed that now exist yeah. in my thirties. Oh, but yeah, I, was, exactly. I wasn't even aware. So maybe in my forties there'll be more buckets that. Isn't that I wasn't amazing? Even aware now. And
1: that's the human experience, right? There that's the go. whole thing, right? That's why we're here, just to kind of learn as much as we can and enjoy it along the way, and hopefully fill up more buckets that we had no idea existed. Yeah. Dude, I think what you that was perfectly said.
3: Like in my twenties, I didn't really concern myself about like self wellness outside of like working out. You know what I'm saying? Like, meditation. I thought that was mental wellness. Yeah. I thought, yeah, like, if you too. work
1: out, like, you're, you're like that's going to help your brain like these right. endorphins right which it kind of does. Like, it does yeah it does. it does i mean there's a connection there but there's also there's some work that has to get done mentally. there's deeper work yeah. there's deeper right. work that has to go there yeah. it's, it not like, yeah, it's not I just like it's not just like arnold the pump like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. right. the pump is like when i am coming <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> yeah. like that, right like uh, i'm Austrian. i'm half austrian so i could do the arnold pump <laughs> 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 uh but there's more to it than that but like mm-hmm. in my 20s i was like oh my mental health is good because my physical health is good it's like no those are two entirely different things right. right and you
3: didn't make the time and it wasn't a priority in your 20s and it certainly wasn't for me either and now that's like probably at the top of my list yeah. in my 30s yeah. and actually good for you for getting into that yeah early, you gotta got probably jump I on me. yeah, yeah. I got,
0: well i got forced into it right and i think that that's that goes to show like how everyone's path is so different I, i'm actually reading a book right now um it's calling "Finding Love After Heartbreak," but they the, like the whole beginning part of the book is about healing. Like, and everyone that puts it off gets to a point where it just explodes. Hmm. And like, when you get to, the, I got to that exploding point, right? Like, I literally got to that exploding point, and it forced me into needing to heal. You know, and it, 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 it's a beautiful thing. Like, I, I don't regret how it happened whatsoever, and that, like. Listen, I hope no one has to like live it the way I did, but I, I was actually just saying it on my therapy call today. Um, the first exercise in that book is writing a list of who hurt you. Like it just says, put who hurt you at the top and go through every single person that's hurt you. Like even if they come to mind, whether you think you're over it or not, put it down because it's still coming to mind. So like the first person I put was God. Now you might say, well, what? Why would God hurt you? Like regardless of. Me trusting the path, right? Like what we just talked about, regardless of me actually trusting that path, there were things that happened in my life that hurt me still, regardless if they were if they were meant to happen to me or not. You know, and I always say like, well, maybe not so much now that I'm 28. But like, from 25 and under, anyone I told my story to, they were like, yo, you've been through so much so quick. Whether that meant getting arrested or not getting accepted into high school or failing out of college or mother battling cancer, like everyone's like, yo, you dealt with so much so early, you know? So like all of that stuff was suppressed and that's why I'm bringing it up because all of that stuff was suppressed. It was never an outlet. And then all of a sudden, you know, something just set it off and it blew up. So that's why I explored it because all of those events happened at such a young age for me. And then they just built up, built up, built up, built up, and then boom, that was it. You know, it was just like, there was so much pain and it exploded. Wow. And then boom, you know? and I, that,
2: I think that ties into what we said before. Like, I think God's plan is different for every person. Yeah. And I think in your situation, that was God's plan. Yeah. That in your situation, that needed to happen for you to discover what you're discovering now and then learn from it. And then back to the first question, pass right. it on to others, what you're doing. to do this right, 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 right.
0: Yeah, we've been running for, wow, an hour and a half. Ooh, hey. We've been running for an hour. Is that a and record?
3: Half. We got like six questions left. We just yeah. Oh my, listen, we could finish them. Yeah. We could finish them.
0: We're at a wide. Yeah, let's cut it so off. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah, we could take Phil's glass. Yeah, we don't have yeah. a full glass if we took Phil's. <laughs> yeah, like so, all right, let's, let's wrap it up here. Let's wrap it up here. Uh, gents, I, I appreciate it as always. Um, this was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I mean, we still we still do have some more questions. So, you know, there's an ep- another episode coming. What I actually want to do is I want to pose it on everyone that's listening to this, that if they have any questions they would like for us to talk about, DM us, whether it's individually or wherever, you know, hit us up. Obviously, our friends listen to this, people beyond our friends, our maybe even people we don't even know, like, don't hesitate to reach out. Let us know, like, what you want us to talk about. I would absolutely love that. Uh, Beyond that, if you're not subscribed on YouTube yet, make sure you're doing so. You can watch this on YouTube if you haven't. All of our episodes are going live on YouTube strategically. You're not going to get all of them dumped there, but they will be out little by little. Uh, if you're not leaving a rating review yet on Apple, make sure you're doing so. We definitely appreciate that. It helps us get amazing individuals. These three guys wouldn't be here if we didn't have as many ratings. They're not really my friends. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. But uh, outside of that, Phil, thank you, brother. I appreciate thank you, you. Thank Drew. Oh, a thank you, man. And appreciate you, bro. Until next time, everyone. Be blessed. Peace.